previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Fred the Fluffy Fucker, a Pomeranian with murder in his eyes. Wait, you're in late eyes. Does that mean like. Doesn't matter, like I've got a stab man, dude. I'm forgetting words. to drive anywhere yeah. after this. <laughs> Ladies, fellas, lovers, haters, hot mamas, pimp daddies, rockers, and hip hoppers, welcome all of you to this, The Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals meet up, have a couple of cheeky drinks, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Jamie, your host for this week, and tonight I'm drinking a very special drink indeed. It is a Baldur's Mead from the Lancashire Mead Company, and this is a, a rather special number. As you can hear. Oh, oh, what a sound. You can see it's a very fancy bottle of Baldur's Mead. And this was a gift from our Patreon, long-standing supporter, and in my eyes, at least a shiny golden god, Hill Burton. Uh, thank you so much for this delicious gift, Hill Burton. I shan't waste a single drop. How is it? How is it? How is it? Oh, it's gorgeous. It is pure honey. No extra flavours or like fruits and stuff added. It's quite strong as well, but it is bloody lovely. And locked in with me today, we have... Hello, I'm Mike, and I am drinking today something that I bought back from a recent trip to Southwold, uh, from well, from which the Adams Brewery uh, is. It's where the Adams Brewery belongs. Basically, it's like a mafia town owned by Adams. <laughs> uh, and this is a really tasty Blackshaw stout. Uh, it's a cheeky 4.2%. It's a very light, almost lagery stout. Um, it's very, very tasty. Um, and I'm sipping mine um, as opposed to quaffing it like um, like a dolphin wolfing down sardines. Amateur. But it's very delicious and very drinkable. And I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths, uh, and this week I am drinking a Hogarden. Um, it was the only alcohol in my fridge. That's, al- that's always a risk, isn't it? That's always a really... That's a big gamble. <laughs> Like the babies that you find in June. It, yeah. <laughs> oh. it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the only alcohol in the house. It was either that or a Guinness. And uh, last week was quite a big drinking week, and I didn't feel ready for a, a heavy Guinness. So um, Hogarden's Garden's nice and light, and uh, and tasty. And as listeners may have heard just then, we have a very special guest on for this episode. I'd like to welcome Step Lockyer from Enigmailed. Hi, Step. Hey. Hey. Hello, hello. Um, I'm going. I'm, I, I brought wine. Because uh, I ran out of beer, so I've got some Rioja, which mm. up until I was about thirty, thought I thought was pronounced Rioja, um, and it's from <laughs> 2019. Do you remember 2019? Ah, oh, the good, good years, good times. <sighs> um, and this is called Faustino VII or Faustino Seven. Um, everyone will remember the original Faustino as a good film, and then Faustino Two, <laughs> uh, Faustino. Uh, Tokyo Drift. So I'm going to try this bad boy. Rioja is my favourite wine, um, and I find that that red wine you're you're more likely to get a hit than a miss. Whereas white wine, I feel like sometimes you can get a banger, and sometimes it feels like 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 you're drinking lager through a KFC flannel. So let's give this a go. Can you come on all our intros? This is lovely. It's a corker. That's very nice. Yeah, really lovely. For people who aren't familiar with your work, step, would you like to elaborate a little on what you do? Um, I, would, I would. I'm not very good at a little. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and be brief. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, I make uh, tabletop escape puzzles, but I, I like really, really small stuff. So I've I've written some puzzle books, uh, and I've gone into the tabletop escape puzzle game thing. Um, the first one I launched under Enigmailed was a game called Undeliverable, which is like the cars that you get dropped off by Hermes when they've stolen your parcel. Um 
And as a reward for that, there was going to be a chocolate bar. And it turns out the chocolate bar were wildly more successful and popular than the game undeliverable. Um, and so now I'm mainly known as being this accidental chocolatier. Um, so I do these puzzle bars, which have got delicious um, chocolate made by Kerno in Cornwall. And they've got wrappers with puzzles all over them, as you guys know. And and the puzzles are um, tricky because they're limited in the amount of space that they've got. And the stories are quite whimsical. And so this this year, uh, I finished Poroboros, which was a drinking game on coasters. And we're uh, almost through Fool's Errand now, which is a daily puzzle exercise challenge. This came out of the guilt that I felt at Christmas time because I, all I do is sell chocolate. And I thought, I've got to help all these fat puzzlers and uh, so we're going <laughs> to do exercising together and actually jamie you're less biased than i am but it's been a real hoot so far it's been really really fun as one of the one of the, the target demographic for fool's errand thank you but also damn you because i have <laughs> done more exercise in the past five days than i've done in the past decade yeah it's highly competitive though people are chomping at the bit and to try and get the, the top spots on the leaderboard it's quite cutthroat <laughs> yeah, it is cutthroat. I don't know why I organised it for the same day, but on the 1st of April, I launched two puzzle games. And I'm trying to do an experiment because there's a lot of backlash with Kickstarter getting all crypto. And I thought it'd be interesting to test out different models. So I said, I did a one-day-only sale for some games that are being released. And I'm going to tell you about one today as an exclusive because no one else Ooh. knows about it. I released two games. And what the buyers knew about the games was very little um the reveal that's a drum roll on my desk is that the 10 pound game is actually a game that has been known um in this house for many months as monge 2 and it comes from a pun not a pun a joke where someone had been calling it man get out so this is the game the game is that it comes in a packet of seeds and inside the packet of seeds. So you get uh, inside the packet of seeds is this. And this has got a whole load of puzzles built into it that fold out that reveal, um, well, something that you have to do with the seeds that come with it. Um, it's going to be the first part of a six part prison escape series. And basically each part will be, in a seed packet, and it'll have a different function to help the prisoner. And there's a very specific prisoner that you're helping to escape. That's fabulous. Oh, my God. That sounds awesome. It's also very hard not to hear Monge 2 outside of um, Del Trotter's voice. <laughs> Monge 2. Like, it's kind of... It's a, <laughs> it's very hard not... And, you know, it makes it immediately comedic. By the time this episode goes out, we'll be over halfway through Fool's Errand, so it'll be too late for many people to sign up to that. Um, so are you able to talk about your upcoming Kickstarter, or would you want to keep that under wraps? So uh, it's Notable Remains, and again, it's a it's a play on words, um, because, um, as I said, lots of my stuff is really, really small, but I wanted something that was really, really big. And one of the ideas I had was um, a game called Manifest, and this was a giant roll where you roll it out onto a table. You have to clear the table and it's got uh, one of those lovely blueprints of a plane and it's got lots of details about a plane and you've got to find out um, who the assassin is, who they're going to kill, where they've hidden the guns. And, it's, and it covers up the table. Uh, and it was, a, it was a big, 
big vision of mine. And then I got I got distracted by the play on words of notable remains and no table ah. remains. And I love the idea of actually having so much big stuff that you're manipulating that you actually have to clear the tables, clear the decks for it, because like I, I really like the idea of that. So notable remains uh, feeds into my love of um, maps and cartography, and it's a multi-layered puzzle adventure. Uh, and so what the story is in brief is that there is a character who has discovered something on an archaeological dig, and uh, they have hidden it on this Scottish island, and you've got to try and identify what the item is, where it's hidden, what its power is. And you get a giant A2 um, old map of the island, you get what looks uncannily like an ordnance survey map of an area of the island. Uh, you get the blueprints for the house that he built as part of his archaeological dig um, money. And you get a whole load of microfiche uh, family trees and so on. And there's, oh, cool. so there's four large, large pieces of work that will take up the table. And together with this booklet, you have to find the, the clues that are hidden through overlays. So the blueprint goes over the map and over the ordnance survey, the microfiche are, they're on acetate. And by manipulating them, it identifies certain words that will reveal the bigger picture. And with that, and this is another exclusive, I'm also working for an, with an extra component of it uh, with Martin Rainsford, who makes the Loki box. So there's going to be a, a wooden component to Notable Remains as well in one of the sort of higher tiers. Do you have any – so you've said that you like doing small things, uh, but they've all been – I'm loving like the, 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 the play on words and all the, also, you know, the, the, the word magic that you've done. Um, but they've all been physical things or pictorial things. Have you ever thought of doing anything in the audio format? Well – no <laughs> I, haven't. I think my creativity uh, extends to my limitations and i just uh, like there are there are some puzzle makers who are brilliant like detective society and enigma um emporium are brilliant on the computers oh, enigma fellowship sorry they're brilliant with their programming and it's like i'd love to be able to do that like jamie one of his games scott um like a text service where you can text an answer and someone texts back and it's like an AI thing. I'd love to be able to do that. I've got no idea how to program a chatbot. I think it'd be brilliant. I'd love to do that, but I don't have I don't have the skill set. Like I'm still I'm still playing around with the the paper stuff, so nothing audio or video for me yet. Yeah. I think that's a very diplomatic way of saying oh, audio is a bit shit really. It's not really a particularly good environment for puzzles. And uh where can people find you online, Steph? Everywhere. <laughs> I can play like, so the website is enigmailed.com, um, but I'm on, I'm, I'm on everything really. Like I'm, really, I'm just disappointed that um, Bebo's not going anymore. To be honest, because I've got everything else. Um, but I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all the others. Yeah. Well, um, we'll we'll pop the links in the show notes for punters to to take a look and uh, please sample some of the chocolateral chocolate puzzles. They are delicious. Before we begin, I'd like to give a special thank you to our Patreons for supporting us and all the weird stuff that we do. You are the wind beneath our wings and the candle in the window on a cold, dark winter's night. And this week, I'm going to give a special shout-out to three of our wonderful patrons, Christopher Chung, Delana Andrews, and Tonya Beert-Halverson. I really hope I've pronounced all those correctly. Please tell me if I haven't. Thank you very much for keeping us off the streets and on the air. So... 
what is the infinite escape room? Well, it's much like the escape rooms you're used to seeing out in the real world in 3D, but this one stretches across all known themes, dimensions, and multiverses. And because it's infinite, there is no bloody end to it. Every room in the infinite escape room links seamlessly, or sometimes not so seamlessly, into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room. This week, it's me, and the others will try and solve it. If they don't escape within the allotted time, then very unpleasant things will happen to them, possibly involving whipped cream and definitely involving whips. And if they break anything they're not supposed to, they will lose their deposit, which this week is their taste buds. Forever. I know, the, whip, the whipped cream and the whip sound all right, though, so... Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> just, just sabotage the game, throw it. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we ready? Yes. yes. 100%. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room. After exercising the right-wing spirit from the walking corpse that is Nigel Farage, thus stopping Brexit in its tracks while it's still barely a twinkle in the bigger tie, you take off into an escape tunnel. When you emerge, you're greeted with open sky, high walls, a gushing waterfall, and several suspicious smells. You feel a stone whiz past your face and land at your feet. On closer inspection, that's not a stone at all. It's a ball of shit. You look up to give someone what for and lock eyes with a seven-foot-tall mountain gorilla with don't-fuck-with-me eyes. Behind him is a poster reading, Welcome to Cincinnati Zoo, and you realise where you are. Fate has delivered you to the final nexus, the last turning point from which at least six years of bullshit have occurred. You stand before Harambe on May 28th, 2016. A giant clock above the poster reads 9.30am. The park opens at 10am, by which time the punters will stream in and it'll be too late to turn the hand of fate. Harambe the gorilla will die today unless you change the course of history. You have 30 minutes to save Harambe and very likely our future. Your time starts now. What would you like to do? That was a hell of an intro, Jamie. Thank you. I was just <laughs> processing that. Drama! <laughs> I feel like you ended my episode better than I did. <laughs> so we're in, we're in front of Harambe. Yeah, he's fairly, he's a, a decent distance. He's within shit checking just distance, but not too close to you. Uh, and we appear to be in the enclosure? You are indeed inside Harambe's enclosure. There's Harambe... And there are two other gorillas sort of just milling around the enclosure. Is the enclosure locked? You try to, to see if you can find a door anywhere. Um, you can't see like any exit uh, of any kind, but there is a shed towards one, one end of the part of the, the enclosure that um, appears to be where like, the handler keeps their stuff. Well, I think we should head towards the shed, Chance. Indeed. Yes. The shed is not locked. You go inside, and inside the shed is a computer desk with a large monitor, uh, a swivel chair, a storage locker and some gorilla posters on the walls. I feel like those gorilla posters won't be there by accident because you know where you work. If you work in a gorilla, if you've got a shed in a gorilla <laughs> enclosure, you don't need a poster to remind you that there's gorillas all around you. So yeah, can we take a look at those posters? Yeah, you can. So there are three posters on the wall. They've all got generic gorilla stock photos on them. Each of them has a shape painted on the the top half of the poster, and then there's some text uh, on the on the bottom half. So the the first poster has a circle printed on the, on the top half and the bottom half says these apes have no hair on their heads they make me emit the sound of a stupid person there's a second poster with a triangle on the first half and the bottom half says these apes like to party like the wives and mistresses of kings i like to watch them play on that bit of coast that curves inwards and the square poster a poster with a square at the top has the text below that says these apes are smart 
They like to give us money for food, but they weigh a lot, like over a thousand kilograms. I will paste that into the chat and it'll be in the show notes as well. The, the money for food thing's true, isn't it? They, um, they did a, didn't they do like an experiment with, um, with oats years ago where they got them to actually like exchange money for food? Oh, yeah. I will say that's deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the final clue, the square one, is 1,000 kilograms, which is a metric tonne. Is that, is that going to be useful hmm. to us? Or is it just me knowing my <laughs> measuring values? <laughs> <laughs> Your handy-dandy conversion table coming out. Get, get me. <laughs> but the UK ton is is different, I believe, isn't it, to American ton? UK ton is oh. T-O-N-N-E, and the American ah, ton no. is T-O-N. Isn't a ton, a T-O-N, is um, an imperial ton, whereas a T-O-N-N-E is a metric ton? Yes. Ah, so... So we're both right because the Americans still. Well, no, I, I've got a feeling that there is uh, imperial, and then there's U.S. imperial because, of course, there's going to. Be. Of course, there's U.S. imperial. <laughs> Bloody of hell! There is. How do they put things in space? <laughs> <laughs> that implies that they have an empire, though. That's not fair. He worked bloody hard for hours. Damn it! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes. So circle hair, party triangle, square turn. Quentin. Can we um, take a little look at the lockers, please? Uh, yes. So it's a, a storage, like a foot locker kind of thing. So inside the storage locker is the handler's uniform, and there's also a gorilla costume. Um, attached to the gorilla costume is a note. It reads, Dear Neil, thanks for the late night tutoring session. I can't believe you managed to sneak me in through the back door. Lads. I see why the costume was necessary. This place has eyes everywhere. I bet if one of those animals went missing, the zoo wardens would see it on cameras straight away. Looking forward to getting wet with you again soon, smiley face. Yours, Cynthia. Oh, my. So, uh, I'm assuming that sneak me in through the back door was a euphemism. Um, the cam- the costume is necessary. The- this place has eyes everywhere. So, I'm imagining that we've got to get Harambe out, and that we've got to dress in the costume to trick the cameras. Is or there? I wonder, I wonder maybe if the costume was so convincing that even the gorillas um, were fooled by it. If we need to do some kind of interactions, possibly. Yeah, I mean, this might also indicate there might be a hidden back door that we haven't seen through which to spirit Harambe away. In the opening, there was mention of a waterfall. I wonder, they're getting wet. I wonder if there's maybe like a, a an entrance behind the waterfall. Mm. Before we go that way to pick it up, though, because it has to be done, Jamie, can I please put on the zookeeper's uniform? Yes, um, you can. So you put um, on the uniform. It consists of a pair of trousers, a shirt, a baseball cap, some boots, and an ID card. You now look like a minimum wage zoo handler. No top, so topless, topless. Oh, yeah. Nice. This is, what sort of zoo is this? The best zoo. (laughs) (laughs) It's just strippers and gorilla murdering all day long here at Cincinnati Zoo. Um, (laughs) Should put it on the posters. Uh, Can I I do the obligatory, I don't know what the ID card's pinned to, presumably my nipple at this point. Um, (laughs) Clipped on. Um, Can I take a look at the ID card, please? Uh, Yeah, so it's got the, the guy's name. Neil, uh, it's got his little picture, and it's it's one of those ones that has like a mag strip, so you can like swipe it against stuff. Uh-huh. Mm. 
So presumably I've got like one of those elasticy kind of vzz, vzz bits. Or is it on a lanyard? Can it please be on a lanyard? I don't want to rip anything off. Yes, let's 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 put it on a lanyard against your naked. Fabulous, <laughs> cracking. It's getting a bit steamy in here. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say for the benefit <laughs> of the listeners, I'm seven feet tall, um, muscle bound, built like a brick shit house, and oiled. Um, <laughs> please don't let any of the photos you may have seen of me on Twitter before colour your mental image I'm of me. Just just thinking that the uh, that the mechanism on the uh, on on the extender thing would get stuck in your uh, luxurious chest hair. <laughs> I mean that's actually true. <laughs> there is a fair, more so than it with my luxurious head hair, of which there is none. Um, but we're a podcast, and the listeners can't see how bald I am. They can only hear it. Presumably by more echo coming off the top of my head, um, like sonar. <laughs> okay, so we've got something that could potentially get us through a security door. Then, if there's like a card swipey and. There was one. We had a computer in the room as well, and a swivelly chair. So the the computer monitor is currently showing CCTV footage of the gorilla enclosure. Um, it looks like it's got eyes on most of the the enclosure. Um, the there was one camera that is just static. Uh, that's camera number eight. Mm. Is there a, is there a map or a plan of where the cameras should be pointing anywhere in the room? There is not um, that you can see. Not that we can see. Oh. Um, and the swivel chair is just a swivel chair. It swivels. Does anybody want to wear the swivel chair? <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. There's been a couple of different places I've worked where uh, there's been a challenge to see how far you can get without getting off your chair. Um, it works quite well if you if you work in a place with elevators because you can go th- via multiple floors, different buildings. <laughs> <laughs> so next move, chaps. The, out of interest, just quickly on the CCTV station still, um, how many cameras are there in total? I don't know if that's going to be important. Uh, there are eight um, eight screens that you can okay. see. Hmm. Sorry, do any of the cameras show the waterfall? Not in any great deal. Um, you can see it at the corner of the of the waterfall, but you can't see it like full on. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting, Mr. Bond. Should we, should we go to the waterfall and have a little look-see? Hmm, good idea. Certainly. Um, so, yeah, you go to the waterfall. It's about 15, 20 feet high, splashing water down onto the floor in front of you. There's loads of, like, rocks and branches and mud all around you. And um, at your feet is a rather soggy-looking map of the gorilla enclosure, which I will put into the correct <laughs> Discord chat. They call him Handout Gibbs for a reason. This is my only handout. Oh, and um, on the reverse of that map, um, it's got pictures of the three gorillas, and it's got their names below them. So there's Harambe. Uh, it says he enjoys throwing shit at people. Um, there's a gorilla called Balder, who hoots with laughter whenever someone swears. And there's a gorilla called Peyton, who will rip your arm off if you use the word monkey. It's a very nice map, Jamie. Thank you. That is the actual uh, gorilla enclosure from the Cincinnati Zoo. Oh, I thought you'd made it. I was super impressed. I was, yeah, I was very impressed. I mean, Heavy you could have, have styled that out, Jamie. We could have, oh, could have the, all believed mm. you. <laughs> the, the Photoshop work involved in getting it to get rid of all the text that was around it is probably a bigger feat of engineering than created from scratch. So eight is our eight's our golden ticket out, isn't it? Some in some way. Yeah, it looks it. And we've got the viewing area directly opposite. I wonder if that's relevant at all. Um, I just wonder if perhaps. Because we've got the entrance. Is that the way out? Out? Um, I think we really need to take a look behind this waterfall to establish whether there's a way out there. Um, so you go behind the waterfall, get completely soaked, 
and there is a small man-made tunnel that descends slightly as you go further on. Uh, you eventually come to a large steel door, which is locked. And next to the door is a little card reader. <laughs> can I swipe? Can I swipe me boopity boop? Uh, yeah, you can. You scan the the card and uh, gives a little satisfying beep. The light goes green, but you can't open the door. It is too heavy. No, we need we need a gorilla. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, you have 27, not 27, 17 minutes remaining. So we've still got the posters, and we've still got the gorilla names and clues, although they could be red herrings. I don't know. I feel like Jamie's not normally one for that intricate a red herringer, or even a red herringer in general. So if we, if we look at them, I'm just reading the posters again. The circle poster reads, these apes have no hair on their heads, so they're bald. They make me emit the sound of a stupid person. Do we have any idea what we think that means? It's an interesting bit of phrasing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that, that's got to be quite deliberate. And I'm trying to think why. Uh, emit the sound of a stupid person. Okay, whilst we're pondering that, the triangle poster reads, these apes like to party like the wives and mistresses of kings. And make, makes me immediately think of Henry VIII there. I like to watch them play on that bit of coast that curves inwards. So that's that's a clue for a coast that curves inwards, but there's tons of coasts that curve inwards. Just on that one, having a little look at the gorilla enclosure, the uh, the moat between uh, between points two and three on the diagram, um, I suppose that might curve inwards. Whether you'd call it a coast, I don't know, but it um, it's a body of water that we have. And then the square poster, these apes are smart. They like to give us money for food, but they weigh a lot, like over a thousand kilograms. You don't suppose, uh, Jamie, can we go back to the door? Um, can we have a look at the floor below our feet? Yeah, you look at the floor below your feet and there's just stone. Oh, right. um, yeah, what were you looking for? I, I wondered if it was um, a rather large pressure plate that ah. we had to get a large gorilla on. I see. Ah. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Wish I thought of that, but no. Hmm. Um, can we go back out into the main enclosure? And so I'm just looking at the, the gorilla enclosure map. So we've got um, the viewing area at the top, and then lower down we have uh, a moat, and then there's a, sort of a green area. Uh, which is backed on by a sort of rocky area, waterfall in the middle, and then there's a tree trunk. And then we've got the the, the cameras dotted around there, numbered one to eight. Is there anything to see with the tree trunk? Nothing to see with the tree trunk itself, but as you go to walk over there, what you do spot nearby is a feeding station uh, for the gorillas. Okay, in fact, I think, can we do a quick inventory of what else we can see around us? Because I feel we've probably not investigated our surroundings. Yep. Um, so um, I think you've you've probably been to all the different pe- bits and pieces now. So there's the waterfall um, with the the door behind it. There's the the handler shed, and there's this this feeding station. Those are the main things that are of interest. The gorillas are just milling around at this stage. Cool. Let's take a look at the feeding station. Certainly. Um, so it's got three large tubes that lead into a single trough, and there are three buttons that you can press. One's a circle. One's a triangle, one's a square. Mm. Um, there's also a ton of straw and stuff like that around you for the gorillas to sleep on. And um, on top of the feeding tray is a little note that reads, please make sure that you give the gorillas the right feed. They're really picky and giving them the wrong food will piss them off. And you do not want 800 pounds of pissed off gorilla barreling towards you. Okay. Right. So we've got the three gorillas and the three symbols. Um, so so we have to match the right food to the right gorilla. Yeah. 
So which one's the food for Harambe? Enjoy swing shit. Smell with a lot of fibre, presumably. <laughs> I'd, I'd previously put some uh, some shapes by the names on my piece of paper. I don't entirely recall my logic, but I <laughs> I went for boulder, I went for circle, um, because uh, hooting with laughter might be the sound of a stupid person. That was my logic there, I think. The Harambe, I went with square, but I don't remember why. <laughs> Um, and for Peyton, I went with a triangle. Again, I can't really remember why. Probably because <laughs> probably because Rambo had the square. The <laughs> <laughs> flawless bit of deduction on the infinite escape room. <laughs> Rock solid. I think you're right. I think it does feel like there's a connection between um, between those. Hmm. I mean, I know that Harambe means pulling together in Swahili. So oh, yeah. I wonder if, but none of those have got anything pulling together, have they? Yeah. Working together. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we know who Harambe is because we got shit thrown at us. Uh, that doesn't necessarily help entirely. We don't know which of the other two. Oh, that's fine because we just. Um, I'll just say um, bum felch really loud. One of the gorillas starts hooting wildly, and you recognise that as Boulder. Is that the bald one? Yeah, let's take a look at them, actually. Yeah, so let's give a, let's give Boulder a good look. What does Boulder look like? Uh, Boulder looks like um, an ape. Ah, uh, bo- uh, bo- bold. Bold. Boulder. Bold. Boulder. Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. okay. yes, very good. Boulder circle. Okay, Boulder circle. Yeah. Pay, pay ton. Ton is a thousand kilograms. Oh, ton. that's good. Oh. They give yeah. us money. Pay ton. Okay. Only Mr. Monch 2 could work that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, get out! Um, <laughs> Haram, okay. Haram, oh, Harlem Bay. Harambe, very good. So, oh, that's... Triangle is Harambe, yeah, very good. Oh, my God. Jesus. That's... Obvious now, isn't it? Obvious. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you, the Harlem Bay thing... <laughs> oh, oh, Harlem Bay is a beautiful... Are you talking about Harlem Bay? Okay. Uh, or no. just bay. <laughs> bay, bay um, the, the first part is um, harem. Harem, bay. Yeah. A harem of wives and companies. A harem, yes, yeah, very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, very so good. I'd imagine you would pull together if there was a harem. Um, <laughs> depends. Depends how the evening's going, I suppose. Um, right, so do you think, chaps, that we need to feed the careers for, to make them more pliable to... Uh, pushing the door open. I think we, I, I whether it, they're going to push the door open or not. I think that you're right in that we need to feed, um, feed the gorillas the particular symbol food that we've given them or we've assigned to them. Yeah, let's start with that and see what happens. Okay, so uh, I guess that means, uh, yeah, we'll be feeding uh, the circle food to Boulder, the square food to Peyton, and the triangular food to Harambe. Sure. Um, so you punch each of those buttons in turn to collect the food. The the, the tray dispenser is a mix of uh, ants and termites and peanuts and bananas all mashed together. Um, so you give uh, the one mix to Harambe. Uh, you offer it, and he takes it and he enjoys it. He'll he'll now follow you uh, as long as you've got that mix to hand. Um, you also give ones uh, the triangle ones and the um, other ones to the other gorillas. And they hoot with delight, and they will also uh, follow you around so long as you've got that mix to hand. Okay. You have eight minutes remaining. 
Should we see if we can persuade the apes to open the door somehow? I think we're going to probably need to do something with the ape costume, which presumably means somebody's going to need to stay behind to take Harambe's place. I, if I stay behind, do I have to do an next week's puzzle? <laughs> <laughs> In the same location. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to, if we don't want to alert the authorities, then one of us has to stay behind and we just take Harambe, don't we? Because we leave the other two. Hmm. If, if we take all three, that, that could alert, because there are eyes everywhere, they said. So. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe one of us stays behind in the costume and the other two take Harambe via food down the waterfall. Yeah. It would definitely be more tricky to get an Uber with three one-ton apes as well. I think we could probably get away with one. <laughs> okay, so shall we... I mean, do you, reckon, do you reckon one ape will be enough to lift the metal door? Should we try just getting Harambe to come lift the door for us and doing a bit of the old switcheroo? Let's do it. Basically, I'm already. What I'm trying to say is, I'm already wearing the zoo costume, the zookeeper costume. I can't possibly wear a zookeeper costume and a gorilla costume and stay behind to sacrifice myself nobly. <laughs> I I shall place on the gorilla costume. It's very baggy and um, slumpy in some places, but, um... <laughs> but not where it counts. Eh, ben? You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so Ben, you put on this uh, gorilla costume that, as far as you can tell, looks like Harambe, but. You know, you're not a zoological expert. Um, it 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 is a bit baggy, uh, but you do the the hands and the feet seem to be sort of weighted down, so it, it's really difficult for you to like walk around and act like a gorilla. So You're calling me a knuckle dragon now. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> so what are you doing, Ben, at the moment inside this gorilla costume? Uh, sweating profusely, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's all getting a bit clammy. <laughs> I. I'll uh, I'll head towards the moat and just sort of um, have a have a sort of a little paddle. Okay. Um, so uh, Mike and Step, what are you going to? Uh, we're going to we're going to feed Harambe and get him to follow us towards the waterfall. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you <clears throat> start to lure Harambe towards the uh, behind the waterfall. He gets as far as the waterfall itself and then stops and points at Ben and shakes his head and then sort of gestures for Ben to come as well. Um. I, I guess that I, uh, I I drag my knuckles across the enclosure towards the waterfall and make my way through. Okay, so Ben goes through. You try to lure Harambe again. He stops, shakes his head, and points at the cameras around the enclosure. He's very helpful, uh, isn't he, Harambe? He's very useful. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, a smart, he's a smart ape. Hmm. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So do I... Okay, I will, I will um, come back out from the waterfall. Can I uh, go and stand near camera number four, please? Sure, you stand by camera number four. Because number, number camera number four, we could see in the in the shed, and I'll sort of act like a gorilla. Uh, yeah, so you start uh, chucking shit everywhere. Oh, and and I'll hold the food for uh, Peyton and Boulder, um, and I'll hold the food for them and entertain them with bits of banana um, over at camera number five. Okay, which we know it can also be seen. So we've now got three gorillas definitely on camera. Yep, um, and then. As you try to lure Harambe back in, he stops, shakes his head, and gestures to Mike and Ben, and gestures you to come over. Looks like he won't. Be, looks like he won't leave without all three of you. Oh, that's nice. Do we need to maybe sub so there's only ever three gorillas visible at a time? So, um, so if Ben strips off the costume. We walk Harambe under the waterfall. Ben puts on the costume. No, wait, because then there's still. Do we just fill a costume full of food? Leave a little. You're doing like the um, the, the fox chicken. Uh, <laughs> I mean, can we all can we all go under? Like, let's we do we need the costume on? Should we all try going under with Harambe? Uh, you all try going on. 
Uh, sans costume, Harambe stops and points at all the cameras. Oh, he's a pain in the arse, isn't he, Harambe? <laughs> so, at number seven, there's a tree. I wonder, um, are we able to dress part of the tree up as a gorilla? Uh, yeah, you can you can try. So you put the costume over the, the branch of the tree. Uh, it sort of just sort of slumps down a little bit. So it's partly filled, but definitely not a gorilla. All right, okay. And I presume if we were going under again, Harambe's going to point at the uh, the cameras. Yeah, it seems it's not an impressive enough decoy. What could we... I mean, we could fill it full of food. That would... We've got a dispenser. We could just fill it until we can't fit any more food in. I mean, it looked like Harambe had bloated a bit, but... Um. <laughs> is there something about so so Peyton would um, rip your arm off if you say monkey? She starts looking at you weirdly. I, I <laughs> so so the 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 shit throwing and the uh, and the the laughter. I don't know whether that was just to um, discern which one which one was which. It was, <laughs> but the ripping the arm off. I don't know. Like I don't. I, we wouldn't have entertained that. So I wonder if there's another function. Um, there is not. I will say. I will. Okay. I will nip that <laughs> Jacko, we could stuff it full of um, full of food for the other yeah. two. Yeah, can we um, stuff the costume full of uh, circle and square food, please? So it's completely full. You start hammering the circle and the square buttons. You almost you you plug in the the gorilla costume ass first into the feeding trough. Oh, like build a bear. Yeah, and just fill it up until like little pellets start coming out of its nostrils, and it's it's hench, and with those weighted paws, it stands still and looks pretty convincing as a replica of Harambe. Can we dive under the waterfall now? Yes, so you lure Harambe through and he pauses for a second very tentatively but then slips under the waterfall and follows you through the tunnel. Okay, let's swipe the door and go, Harambe, old chum, I'll maybe smear a bit of banana over the bottom of the door or something and see if we can (laughs) encourage him to to heft it up for us using his monkey might. Oh, Peyton. Uh, Ape might, (laughs) ape might. (laughs) With your gorilla effigy in place and Harambe firmly by your side, you swipe the handler's ID badge and it gives a satisfying beep. And then with Harambe's strength, you're able to pull open the reinforced steel door and head down an access tunnel. After a while, the smooth concrete walls give way to rough, cragged stone that's been shaped through centuries of erosion. You feel a rush of air by your ears as a bat flies past you and further into the cave. Spooked, Harambe makes a run for it and disappears into the darkness. Suddenly, you hear a rising cacophony of chirping and screeching from behind you as a swarm of bats comes at you full pelt from behind. You've got no other choice but to follow your newly emancipated simian friend and run headlong into the darkness of the cave. To be continued. And you solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Yay. Yes. Well done. One minute to spare. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. Sailing close to the wind. Well done. Nice. Um, that was a good puzzle, dude. That was a good puzzle. I'd be el- 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 eloquently, eloquently put together as always, Jamie. I need you to start writing my outros for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did, did really well. Did really well. So, so what, what did we fuck up? Like, what, what, where did we go off the rails? Um, I, th- I was, I was concerned that you would get the 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 names the way the naming convention was done fast too fast because it was it's been in my head for so long. I'd be like, okay, they're gonna. They're going to see that immediately. Bald, balder, that's going to make the connection. But I'm glad that you didn't, and it took a bit of time to tease that out. I, I thought you would have gotten the, like, finding ways to stuff the gorilla with whatever you could. <laughs> I thought that would be the first thing you'd do. Oh, gorilla, I'll wear it. No, that's no good. Right, let's just stuff it full of shit. Oh, we could have had Sarambe just throw shit into the costume. That would have been much better. Aww. Yeah, I mentioned they were straw, mud, and rocks, and just de- debris around that you could have used to... So my thinking was it probably had to be food because we wanted the other two to stay in the enclosure and not follow us. 
knowing that there wasn't that constraint might have been easier. And um, yeah, positioning the gorillas and certain cameras, that was really cool. I wish I'd thought of a way to use that. That would have been really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I enjoyed it. Jolly well done. Let's get it. Thanks very much. Probably would have solved it a little bit quicker um, if it hadn't been on the second beer. Oh, that's, that's good. Sharp, sharpens the brain, Mike. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> two, two beers is always good. Yes. Oh, I don't know about that. I think my, the last beer this might get out of the sink at 6%. <laughs> I'm glad that you um, glad that you got out because I didn't write like another intro, another outro if you hadn't got out because that would mean that Harambe still gets shot and I'd have to write the death of the internet's most beloved gorilla and I just haven't got the heart to do that. No. Once was once was more than enough. Not again. Not again. Yeah, you. I mean, you've averted four apocalypses now over the past month. So, who knows yes. what brief what brief new world we're going to enter into in Ben's next episode? So, thanks very much to Step Lockyer from Enigmail for joining us today. Hope you had a, a lovely time solving puzzles with us. Um, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me. Well, I'm in the conservatory at the moment, but they can find me online um, at enigmail.com and uh, and I'm available on the other things such as Twitter, Facebook. Um, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, um, MySpace, um, web chat, web web live, a- anywhere. Yes, I'm available. I'm available and around. <laughs> and I will put all those links, including MySpace, in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you so very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your podcast or streaming services of choice, as well as on our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at Tia underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and I really hope you did, I'd be very much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook or anywhere that does podcast reviews. It's a huge help in getting more people to find out about us. Or if you'd like to throw a few coppers into our hat, then why not join our Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com slash the infinite escape room where you can listen to episodes a week early, get a shout out on the show, listen to the raw chaos in our unedited episodes, and if you're really lucky, I will personally take you on a journey through time and space in some sort of glorified cupboard that can teleport and time travel, but is surprisingly roomy despite actually being a cupboard. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on the infinite escape room. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.